thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And welcome to 53 Shades of Chocolate. (laughs) Now, I've got to say, this is probably going to be one of my personal faves, this podcast. Because, I mean, you know, if you know me, you know I have an addiction. Yes, I do. I have a problem and I am willing to admit it. My name is Karen Smith and I haven't had chocolate for 25 minutes. (laughs) Yes, we have it for breakfast, don't we? (laughs) Too right. I've made it for breakfast. (laughs) Too right. Now, I have to say, it's really, really early in the morning because we're doing um, a podcast this morning because we're travelling so much, the three of us. We've got to try and get together at the most bizarre times. So this morning we get together at 5.30 in the morning and there's Kim ready with her chocolate, <laughs> coconut, almond, apple, Quebec date. date number and all you can smell through the kitchen is the most gorgeous, sumptuous, Stunning, enticing smell of this rich, creamy, gorgeous chocolate, which we all buy and devour from Cindy, um, which are her cacao wafers. So today we thought it was super, super appropriate to share with you our personal addiction issues, (laughs) or mine anyway, and um, also share with you the, the, the magical book that both Kim and Cindy have put together called 53 Shades of Chocolate. Now, can you please just make sure you write that down and give yourself 10 minutes at the end of this call to get your hands on that book. There is no excuses for not having a copy of that book. I have that book. It is my new Bible. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I have nothing if I do not have that book. I feel like I have no meaning in my life if I don't have that chocolate book. (laughs) It's the most amazing creation I think I've ever seen and collection of easy-peasy, banana-squeezy recipes that are all about... What, what, what could I even call it? It's like, it's like bathing in honey. It's like being... Oh, gosh, it's just like having sumptuousness ooze from every pore. It's fabulous! You can almost tell that she's read Fifty Shades of Grey oh. just before she read this book. <laughs> oh, I know, can you tell? Drop it. Oh, I know, it's almost sexual. <laughs> Well, should we tell them what we were going to call it? Yeah. What? Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> because we all had the thought, but we were too scared to call of it. it. We were going to call it 69 Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we get a few more recipes, it will be. <laughs> but we thought today we'd share with you what the qualities of chocolate are and what and where it all started and, and how we came to writing this book. Um, and it was really, I remember one day you, Kaz, we turned up at Karen's place and she comes out with this homemade chocolate. Do you remember that? It was yeah. about a year and a half ago, I reckon, you made that. And it had all sorts of goodies in it. Now, I must admit and confess. Yeah, was that the one that you turned your nose up to yeah, and yeah. went, Ew. Mm. <laughs> I must admit, I find cacao quite bitter and I find um, too much cacao or too much chocolate actually makes me feel sick. So we thought we'd investigate no, today. No, such thing. No, no. There's no such thing as too much chocolate. No, I'm sorry. I just, oh, no. Well, I reckon there'll be some listeners who are with me on this, and there'll be plenty more probably with you. Um, and Cindy can sit in the middle. But um, but really, let's talk about the health benefits, the, the, the negatives, if there are any, um, and, and why we ended up doing this book. Well, Let's talk about how we did this book, because I think this is the funniest thing of all. Kim is the entrepreneur. She comes up with all these ideas. Like, if you could run with every idea Kim Morrison comes up with, um, you would have a factory load of things that need to be um, let out to the, the audiences of the world. But anyway, she, she says to me, I've got this great idea. She said, let's do a chocolate book. Let's do just on, you know, how to do things with healthy chocolate. And because, you know, my cacao wafers had come out, I thought, what a great idea because it would really go well with changing habits. So she puts together this, this book and then she says, right, Sunday, we're cooking all the recipes. Can you imagine cooking 53 chocolate recipes and tasting them and photog- photographing them in one day? Oh, God, I think I feel, I feel sick from that. Yeah, just thinking about it. Yeah. Funny thing was, we weren't. We Remember? No, no we, we did. Actually, we all at the end of it went, 
Does anyone feel sick? But we did do that um, green smoothie. Remember yeah. you made that beautiful green smoothie and the photographer, Peter, uh, he came around with spearmint and we put oh, spearmint in it and it nice. was just amazing. So that was probably the only thing we did eat during that day apart from <laughs> chocolate uh-huh. <laughs> recipes. So we, we came around, um, or I came around, everyone was around and, and it just got bigger and bigger, didn't it? Everyone just kept hearing, like, what Kim likes to do is put things on Facebook. So if you want to know what she's doing, you just go on her Facebook page. And so she would put something on Facebook that this is what we were doing. And there'd be three other people going, we're coming around to taste. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did, and they all turned up, didn't they? It yeah. was so great. It was good. It was really good. So we did. It, like, it happened in days. And then uh, we, we did all the, the, the recipes and, and did some photography on it. And then what happened was... We gave it to Karen, my um, assistant, and, and Karen decided that all the recipes needed testing because she didn't trust you, did she? We talk about us. This is how we make things. You, you give us a recipe, we'll do it, but we tweak everyone, but we don't write down what we've done. Oh, so we just do it by feel. Funny, I didn't yeah. know about yeah. that. Yeah, no, we're not very good like that. Yes, no, I know the Kim factor. Yeah, yeah, the Kim factor is right, and the Cindy factor, as as, as my oh, family say. Good grief, look at mm-hmm. that. So she had to go and remake them all just to test. Yeah, well, and a we... number of them failed, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah, a number of them did fail because oh. we tweak and we go, oh, that hasn't got it. That's not stiff enough. Let's try this. Put more of that in and then we forget to write it down so Stop it. we That's put it so funny. <laughs> well we put it out on facebook and we had one south african lady go can i do a scratch and sniff <laughs> you know I she, saw that. yeah yeah she went to do a scratch and sniff on it uh, another one said she was in england and she said if i pay the postage will you send me the products and i'll do the testing so oh, there were people wow. from all over the real world that wanted to do it and so what ended up happening was um, we got everyone around the coast uh, that came and they were able to buy all the products or, you know, all the ingredients out of Changing Habits wholesale. And, of course, everybody wanted to test and get everything wholesale. Uh, and they did all the testing and we got all Thermomix methods as well as if you don't have a Thermomix. And it was one recipe, only one, Kim and I are going through the methods. <laughs> and and we, we did the method in the Thermomix and then I went, well, how do we convert that? And Kim goes, just write, this is the time you'll want a Thermomix. Because oh. <laughs> we have no idea how to convert it. Because it was a sorbet. Mm, yeah, so it was right. a chocolate sorbet. And, and making sorbet without the Thermomix is a, a many-houred process. Yeah. Making it with a Thermomix is one minute. Mm. So that was, that was probably the only one we struggled with. I don't know if Karen ended up figuring that one out. But mm. all the rest have two methods. Thermomix and non-thermomix owners, so it's it's really good. And that's the part that I love the most about the book is because naturally, I mean, if you don't have a thermomix by now, listeners, hopefully you're starting to flirt with one. <laughs> um, but that's the part that I loved about the book because it makes it so easy to use whether you've got a thermi or you don't have a thermi. And it's, they're easy recipes. They're not recipes that you've got to turn yourself inside out just to create. They're really super easy. And that's fabulous. But that's how I am. I've never been like my mum was what, a gourmet easy? cook. Easy, yes. Are you cheap, love, or is it just easy? <laughs> so both. <laughs> oh, I've lost my train of thought completely. I was going to tell you about my mum. Yeah, right. <laughs> she wasn't cheap and easy. Right, right. No, no, no. My mother was a gourmet cook. And she would spend hours in the kitchen, whereas I want to get in there, make what I need to make, and get out. Because there's so many other things to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm easy, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay, got that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so look, let's, let's get into okay, the history. Okay, let's get into this. Let's All get right. into the history of chocolate. Um, Cindy and I obviously did a little bit of research on this, and, and Cindy's going to share with you how she came to getting her cacao wafers, because that in itself was a journey. But I think just to give you a brief synopsis on the history of chocolate, look, what we found is that it's not a modern day it's not a modern day phenomena. Chocolate's been around, um, and they reckon was discovered around 2000 BC by the Maya culture. Now they took the cocoa plant or the cacao plant. And what they actually did with it, they used to drink it as a dark chocolate. It was a bitter drink and it was a health benefit. And I'm sure because of the um, stimulant in it, it obviously was some, like the, probably the way we drink coffee. Very much like um, how we drink coffee. 
Uh, and also there's now um, a group of girls from, like they were from Thermomix um, and, and own Thermomixes who, have, who are starting to do this again. And it's called Creo Brew. Oh, yes, I've yes, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's doing it the Maya way. Ah. Yeah, where you just brew it up like coffee. Ah, so. because I've got some of that in my cupboard. Mm. Um, is, that, is that how we say it, Karen? It's pointing to me saying Maya. I'm <laughs> yeah. saying Maya because that's the Kiwi way of saying it. Yeah, no, it's, it's the Mayan culture. Yeah, thank you. It's spelled M-A-Y-A-N, yes. but it's pronounced Mayan. Well, you I can think... tell she's the perfect in the room. <laughs> I quite right, right, you are. Yes, yes, trusted. I just did get caught then, didn't I? <laughs> the, the, the Mayan culture. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. does sound better, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the chocolate actually dates back to the ancient people of Mesoamerica. Um, and these people, chocolate, it wasn't just a favourite food. It also played an important role in rituals and things like we've just said, particularly in the religious side and social side of their, their values. So it was seen as quite a special drink. Was oh. it also used as a currency? They uh, yeah, they to... do, they've always used cacao or cocoa um, pods as, as a form of currency. currency. Yeah. yeah, they did. They used to use it as an exchange like we do money. Yeah. But so... now we exchange money for cacao. <laughs> I <laughs> know. <laughs> and then we spend money buying peppermint oil and things like that because we've overindulged. Yes. So, um, but so just so people know, yeah. we get the raw, the raw material comes from the cocoa pod. Now, it, we, there's the cocoa butter. And what I love about the cocoa butter is that that is actually what we get. It's, it's known as a vegetable fat. But that, in fact, is what the real essence of white chocolate is, isn't it? Because it's a white-coloured substance when it's extracted. So do you know what call, what is the, the chocolate-coloured or the flavour? Does that come? I'm not quite sure whether the actual colour of the chocolate comes from, if that's the oh, white part. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's, it's like any nut or seed. So... If I get an almond and I cold press it, I'm left with a cake, which is a powder, and an oil. Mm. And because it's not a saturated fat, um, it's mainly a monounsaturated fat, um, with a little bit of saturated fat, it will be quite liquid. And then the cake will be like powder. Mm. So we get the cacao bean and we cold press it and the cacao cake... Which is the powder. Right. That's your powder. Right. And then what's left is the oil, but because it's a saturated fat, it's solid at room temperature. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. And when you do white chocolate, you they have to add flavouring to it. Mm. Because when you taste cacao butter, it does not taste like chocolate because all the flavour is in the, the actual cacao powder. Mm. But keep it together... And then you've got a complete food, and that's you know that's what the cacao wafer is. Is it's a complete food rather than separating the butter and the uh, and the um, the powder. I just kept it together because this is this is. Can I go on there, or do you want to do more in history? Okay, so because this is what I did was I went, all right, how do I make my own chocolate? And I get recipes, and it was cacao butter and cacao powder, and then they would talk about this thing called cacao liqueur, and I go, what's cacao liqueur? So I would read the back of everybody's chocolates, especially if I really liked the taste of it. And I found this beautiful chocolate. It was called Consciously Chocolate. And I noticed that he had uh, cacao powder, cacao butter, cacao liqueur. Uh, and he put coconut oil in it, uh, a, a type of sweetener. And then he would put all the flavours in it. And, and I went, well, what's cacao liqueur? You know, this was where I started my discovery. And you know, you know when you open something up to the universe, it delivers it to you, you know. I, I was talking about this regarding a new food that's coming to Changing Habits with Kim this morning. At 5 o'clock, I think that was, before, <laughs> yes, before you arrived, Carol. Oh, great. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that one another time. But what happens is that when I go looking for something, everything opens up. So I just happen to be going to Bali um, this this. You know, soon after my thoughts about this chocolate were happening and I went to Bali and and I went to a yoga festival and at this yoga festival there was an expo and at this expo were all really different Balinese foods but there was um, a, a, a factory there that actually got the cacao from all over Bali and processed it into powder, butter and liqueur. Oh, my God. So here I was. I, I found out what it was and they actually called it a paste. So what they do is that they get a cacao bean and they slightly roast it and then they grind it and then they do this tempering process, which is bringing the warmth up to about 45 degrees, so it's raw, then cooling and bringing it up and then cooling and then bringing it up. And then it it turns into a liquid. 
And then what they would do, they put it into five kilo blocks of raw cacao that has just had a little bit of processing with which what I've just explained. But to give someone a five kilo block and tell them to make chocolate with it was the problem. They also did it in kilo blocks, and I did bring a kilo block home. Oh God! <laughs> we never saw just, that. Could you just could, could we you see imagine? That? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. No. Yeah, but I would have made your chocolate recipes with it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would have. We're not sure. Definitely. <laughs> see now, me, I just would have take, taken a hunk off the side of that, and I just would have sat and munched on that. Yeah, because puppy. you you actually quite like the raw cacao, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. I, f- I find it luxurious. Mm. Mm. So what was interesting is that I went, right, Bali's the place where I can get it. But I couldn't get it in small amounts. You know, I just couldn't get it in small amounts. So that's why we started to look elsewhere. These girls are getting hot for me talking about chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what this is all about. Well, come on, it is 53 shades. Shades of chocolate. Anyway, what, what happened was um, I wanted it to make it easy for the consumer because this was more for the commercial market. So the liqueur is still in the block, this is what it, we're it, saying. The liqueur or the paste yeah. is in a block form. There is nothing added to it. There is no lesser thing. Because this was the other thing. I then went to New Zealand and I found a chocolate-making um, shop in the middle of Auckland. So, of course, I always walk into it. And I said to the, the girl, look, I'm really interested in how you make your chocolate. And she was really wanting to give me the information. And I said, well, w- what do you use to make these chocolates? She says, oh, we have these wafers. And she brought out the wafers and they were exactly what mine are like in shape. But then Which I, are like chocolate buttons. Yeah, they're they? like chocolate buttons, but big buttons. Mm. You know, like, um, yeah, they're probably, they're not like your chocolate buds. They're more like a big button. Mm. So I thought, this is perfect. This is what I want. So I asked her for the ingredients. And in the ingredients was lecithin and they had sugar in it and they had cacao and they put powder and the butter. And I went, but that's not pure cacao. Mm. So, and that was coming from France somewhere, I think. So, you know, the more and more you put this out to the universe, the more and more chocolate makers you meet. And, and finally, uh, I found somebody who had a wafer that was pure and it came out of South America. So I gave that all to my husband and he got the rest. He did the rest, you know, like he does the rest. He brings it all in. So this, the cacao wafers that we make 53 shades of chocolate foods with is a 100% pure. There is no lecithin. There's nothing added to it. It's not been split into the butter and the powder. It is still in its whole form with a little bit of processing to make your life easier. Because I did think maybe I can make chocolate with nibs. Mm. That was a disaster. Yeah. I oh, tried. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I tried. I've often thought about that because I've got the nibs at home and yeah. I've never, I actually haven't tried to melt them or, you know, do anything with it so that you, it doesn't work that way. No, I even tried crushing them in the Thermomix. I tried everything and, and then I added sugar to it and it, it, it made this crunchy mix. And I had it in the fridge for ages and ages and ages thinking, I'll do something with it. But in yeah. the end, I just threw it away because I, I just, I couldn't figure out what to do with it. So this just makes life easy for people. You know, it's just that little bit of processing done. And the processing is the heating to 45 degrees and bringing it down and heating to 45 degrees. The roasting first. So we roast it at a a higher temperature. It's about 60 degrees. So it depends on whether the person has roasted it or not, but you have to roast it. Right. Um, to order to temper it. Well, that's the way we've we've seen yeah. that we've yeah. had to do. So for the raw foodists out there, it's not uh, my cacao wafers is, is not a raw, but it's organic. Yeah. Because we take it to sixty five, and I don't think sixty five is as bad as taking it to hundred or anything like that. So yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. But this is to get a really smooth chocolate. So that's your that's your beginning. This is how you begin to make pure chocolate. Can I ask you a quick question? Because I know you want to move on. There's, there's something that's burning in me about that. I get the nutritional value of the chocolate, which is why I just tend to eat so much of it. <laughs> I've Since she it. learned about the polyphenols, she was in like poly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in terms of the fatnicity of it. Fatnicity. <laughs> the fat making of the chocolate. Um, the, 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 it's the cacao butter aspect of the chocolate that's the fat making necessity plus all the other stuff that we mm. add to it but for me who loves just the, the 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 wafers and i can eat them straight out of the packet where's where's the where's the um uh, the, the, fat, the fatness of it, like what do I need to be careful of in terms of putting on weight with eating too much of this? 
What's well, the what's the issue? Okay, so everybody has this feeling that if they eat fat, they put on weight, but it's actually the reverse. If you don't eat fat um, and you're eating carbs, too many carbs, that's when you put the weight on. And what I love about food, it's perfect. In its whole state, it is perfect. It has the fats, the carbs, and the protein or amino acids in it. And that's what cacao has. Just like a nut, like an almond, like like any of those whole foods, it's got uh, a, a mix of these things that is absolutely perfect. And when you read the Zone Diet, they've actually worked out how much fat, protein and carbs you should have at every single meal, If you, especially if you're a type 1 or type 2 diabetic, in order to keep your sugar levels even. So by keeping it whole with the carb part of it and the fat part of it and the amino acid part of it, it's perfect for your body. So don't worry about the fat within the cacao because if you're a fat burner and not a sugar burner, then you won't put on weight. And a lot of us are sugar burners, not fat burners. And what I, it was so funny, I was... God, I'm glad I asked that question, <laughs> I I was on the plane. Everyone um, started eating their chocolate as we speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's those wafers? Um, I was on the plane um, coming back from Europe where I'd been hunting for food and gathering. I gathered quite a bit of food too. And I look, I look at the plate in front of me and there's a bread roll and there's butter and there's rice with... Um, a concoction and there's a pudding that's quite a concoction especially when you read the ingredients and a frozen salad and I look at it and I go I'm hungry what do I eat butter right so I just open up the butter and eat it oh yeah I will eat that before I eat anything else wow because there was nothing for me to eat there I, I just I didn't know whether there was flour in the yeah in the curry so I just ate the butter and oh yeah because I'm not quite sure I'm with you on that one well I'm a fat burner I'm not a sugar burner. And I needed some sustenance. Uh, and the good thing about it was I did put food on the plane with me. But that would be my choice. I, and I know people are, are struggling with this one. But when you've got a bread roll, a frozen salad that I did pick out a few of the things, a curry with flour in it, and I can't eat wheat. Mm. I won't eat wheat yeah, because yeah, of, yeah. of our wheat of the wheat issue, which I'm not sure if we've talked about. If we haven't, we will talk about it. Don't you worry in another podcast. Yeah, because I'm keen to know whether you ate the wheat while you were overseas in Europe. Yeah, I did try one, but I had lower back problems, so oh, it, wow. it can't be. No. Yeah. So, like, that's, back to the chocolate. That's, yeah, back to the chocolate. So, for me, I don't have a problem with fat. The thing is, is that, you know, both of you had a little bit of a screw-up of the nose when I said that, but... We have this aversion to fat, and fat is good. And saturated fat is a fat that we have been eating since the Maya Maya times. Mayan. Mayan times. We've been eating it since the Mayan times because they were, you know, eating the cacao. Mm. They were using that nut. We were eating nuts and seeds. We are eating meat that had saturated fat in it. Well, I remember talking to a doctor about this, and he was talking about how uh, many years ago, like if you look back at the Eskimo time, in Eskimo lives, the most potent, most exciting, most part that they all fight over when they've killed a seal or something is its nose it's it's oh. um all the fat and like in behind a walrus's nose like he said that they were talking yeah stayed with me forever those big noses those big walrus walruses but look he told me this like 12 years ago. Stop it. <laughs> he told me this 10, 12 years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And wow. I'm almost thinking, like, that is the delicacy. Like, that was the most amazing. So, in a way, you just went for the walrus nose, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Oh. I went for the walrus nose. Karen's oh, no. just fainted. I didn't faint. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's how I agree with you. I understand with the fact. I've just come back on a plane as well. Yeah, you were to Dubai, honestly, didn't you? And all of us sitting there on the plane with that plane food. I was repulsed by what yeah. came out. So I was the same. I ate some of the veggies. Yeah. I ate a little bit of the um, the salad, just yep. the parts that weren't frozen. Frozen? <laughs> Don't you love it? And, and I actually just ate the, the block of cheese, yeah. even though it wasn't the best cheese. That was all I ate. Yeah. But for me, the key... And maybe the oh, yeah, the cheese. Yeah. I did eat the cheese as okay, well. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. So but the key for us was I actually had an omelette made before I went, and I took that onto the plane. Uh. And that, I ate my omelette on the plane as my food. And yeah. so that's what stopped that kind of thing. But mm. then, of course, comes around the chocolate ice creams and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the kids on their plate had the chocolate Snickers or Mars bar or something. And I'm thinking, how do we encourage positive, healthy eating when, I mean, some of you might be thinking, well, a Mars bar is chocolate, isn't it? Um, mm. Not really. No. And in fact, and, and you know, when you've, I don't know if any of you have done this, but Easter's coming up. And 
Have you ever? It's eaten... just always coming up. I've decided. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No sooner have the shopping centres taken the Easter eggs out, but then they're back. <laughs> but it's true. Have, have any of you, either of you, ever eaten chocolate that then leaves a funny film? Oh yeah, I hate on that. The inside of your oh, mouth. and there's one particular brand who shall remain nameless, mm. but it leaves this fatty oh, really? layer at the rooftop of your mouth and behind your teeth. Well, do you know what it is? Please it don't is... tell me it's walrus nose. <laughs> It is. It is. It's chocolate that's been made with palm oil rather than cocoa uh, yes. butter and hydrogenated and palm hydrogenated. oil at that. Yeah. So which means orangutans have died. Uh, thank you. In the production of that, exactly. So cheap oh, chocolate. That's the end of always... for chocolate, isn't it? Look at her. Look, she's just had a, a BFO. Yeah, but cheap mm. chocolate is not chocolate. No. It's not chocolate. It's hydrogenated palm oil. I'm going to have to go after that company now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are. I am. I'm going to have to go after that company. Just check that it's got the hydrogenated palm oil and find out if it's ethical. But I don't know if there's any ethical palm oil. I don't think there is any ethical palm oil from what I've been reading of late. No. God, what are we thinking? So, like, those types of chocolates, by the way, if the most important thing for people to look at is the ingredients of, of any chocolate bar that you're going to eat. Because, number one, you know, you've just had a BFO about the, the hydrogenated palm oil that is mm. affecting, you know, orangutans. So that will be where you'll go, well, I'm just not going to put up with that. Yeah. But a lot of chocolates, they have chocolate flavouring in it. Yeah, I don't yes. get this. I don't get this either. Why do you need chocolate flavouring if you're using real chocolate? Because you know what the taste of the chocolate that we make is like. It is... It is so intense that we can only have a couple of kilos at a time. <laughs> correct. I was actually wondering what you were going to say, then I think I'm going to have to correct her here, whatever she says, because whatever she says, I'll triple it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not true. That's not true. We, you can only have a little bit of this chocolate mm. because it's so to intense. That's good chocolate yeah. is that you actually don't keep craving it. You don't keep wanting that it. That is so true. And you just want, and you have that sweet craving. You have a couple of little pieces of, of the beautiful cacao, the way that we make it, and you're done. And the addiction is satisfying. It's satisfying. Yes. It, it, and it's true. It's true. Yeah, you only need that small amount. But, like, I remember, you know, in my 20s getting a large family block of Cadbury's and being able to eat that but feeling absolutely sick oh, God, yeah. after I'd done it. But I can't do that with real chocolate no. because it tells you when to stop eating it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a whole food. It's, a, it's an actual whole food. But if you have a look at the ingredients, I was say, can you yeah, tell us when we, when we go into a shop and we see a bar of mm. chocolate and we and it says maybe organic on it even, or it says something that looks a little bit more better than a Mars bar, can you just tell us what we should be looking for? Well, you, your everyday chocolate that is along the supermarket uh, as you're going into checkout and you've got the kids screaming, "I want, I want, I want!" Yeah. You know those ones. You'll find there's colours, there's preservatives, there's additives, there's cocoa flavouring. Um, there could be um, a hydrogenated vegetable oil in there, cocoa powder. There may be cocoa butter, but I doubt it because they've put the hydrogenated vegetable oil in there. Um, but they will put the cocoa powder in there, although some recipes I've actually seen no cocoa powder in, in the ingredients. So there's all this stuff that they can add into it. Then if they add a flavour or a colour to it, so let's say it's one of those things that is chocolate with a coloured thing around it. Can we, we name what, what do you names mean? in podcasts? Like, a, like, like Smarties. A, okay, like a, okay, like so a pebble. I, like a pebble. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a chocolate. Yeah, with a coloured coating. Colour. So then you've got that colour and whatever they put in, in that to make that. Uh, and then the flavouring could be it could be peppermint, and they won't use your beautiful peppermint no. oils. They'll use peppermint flavouring, which is forty-eight ingredients, mm-hmm. or I don't know if you could call them ingredients because one of them is solvent, and they've got all these chemical names. So, you know, that to me is a chocolate you just won't touch. You don't go near it. The chocolate that you wow. might touch is your organic chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, so you would go to it and you'd read it, but a lot of organic chocolates now have soy lecithin in it, or they what might. What is that? What exactly? It's is an emulsifier. Mm. So an emulsifier um, is something that makes sure that the chocolate won't separate. So you know, when we make our chocolate, you know, it's usually mm-hmm. eaten within a week, so we don't see that separation. But when a commercial operator is making chocolate... You still make it last for two got to, years. Yeah, exactly. It's got to last. And so they add this lecithin to it. I remember um, I went to the Army Disposals as a young girl and I bought the, the 1945 Army rations. They used to have these Army rations because there was chocolate in there, stuff that lasted forever. And I'd open up the chocolate and it had this very, very um, 
pale coating on the top of it, and that's the, the they didn't use emulsifiers back then, and so that was the separation yeah, right. of, of the oils and the and the powders separating from it. So that was my first glance at well, what's an emulsifier do? So a lot of our organic chocolates, um, because they come with the wafer, the commercial wafers, as this chocolatier had in New Zealand that I was talking to you about. It comes already with the sugar, the lecithin, you know, the butter and the powder all together because everyone's making their chocolate the easy way because all they have to do is melt it, add nuts, and it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I never make... Well, it's not that I don't make life easy. I just want people to understand that it is possible to make your own chocolate easily um, with the right ingredients. But you have to add your own sugar and your own flavourings. And there's no need to add soy less of them because it will be gone within the week. I'll guarantee it. But also I've found since we've been making our own chocolate, there's a real, the smell alone. Mm. I mean, we know the aroma of chocolate. It's been known to prove to actually release Uh chemicals and endorphins in the brain like serotonin, just smelling Uh the aroma of chocolate. So that's why we always say to, I always say to people, bake something chocolatey or have something chocolatey when you're selling a home. (laughs) Um, But use chocolate more than Mm. anything else. Um, but but when we've been doing it, Cindy, and, and even that day we did our cooking day, and every time we all get together and we've done something, to me there's a there's even a ritual around chocolate, mm. a bit like the Mayans, and and how I, that's ever since I read that research about that, it was kind of like, well, let's get back. I don't know if any of you've seen the film Like Water for Chocolate. Is that that one um, with Johnny Depp? Uh, no, that's no. Um, chocolate. Chocolate. Ah, oh, yeah. I think I'm oh. obsessed with that one. Yeah, I that's know a beautiful one. Yeah. <laughs> but you, okay, so even that film yeah. where they're stirring oh. and you see the chocolate all mm. mad and the sensuality oh, behind it's, it. I, no, it just mm. does it for me. <laughs> I think, I th- actually, I think we need to bring out a chocolate body paint, or we just that should have been. That's another recipe. Stop 64 it. Shades We're of, getting to sixty nine. Mm. Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, the chocolate paint. Is the the liquid chocolate that yeah. we already make before it's hardened? Don't put it in the fridge; just put it on the body. <laughs> but we know with really pure chocolate, the, if you are eating quality chocolate, the minute it hits your mouth, it melts like coconut oil. Like yeah, it, it, does. it literally does. That's the quality yeah. chocolate. If it's not melting the minute it hits your tongue, you know it's not a good chocolate. Okay, I have a new I have a new mold. I have a new mold. <laughs> you want to hear? You know, because I have molds, beautiful molds. <laughs> molds to make the chocolate. To make the chocolate. chocolate. So what I do oh. is I pour it in. So when you're pouring it on the belly, you've got the belly button as your chocolate mold. Yeah, but it won't oh. sit because the body's are oh, it's 37 too hot. It's 37. <laughs> We're going to have to put some ice around there. <laughs> Oh, no one's going near my belly bum. Oh, um, God, I'm just... You know, it's just taking me to a whole other place. I was quite enjoying this conversation. <laughs> but you're right, it won't set. I'm with you, we can't do that. So just back to the ingredients. <laughs> yes. So, let's, so, we've seen, so the minute you see soy lecithin, oh, yeah. you won't buy it. No, because I know that it's, it's probably a commercially made cacao that they've just thrown in to melt and I, I, we don't need it. We don't need it. There are a couple of chocolatiers here in Australia, um, and they will be around the world, that do not use it. And that's where I started to learn, as I started to learn from them. And then, you know, it was was because of that I went, well, they don't need lecithin. Their chocolate tastes fine. Why do we we need lecithin? And, you know, like, soya is everywhere at the moment. It's Mm. just everywhere. And I just think if we can avoid it, let's avoid it. And if we love our chocolate... Let's avoid the soy less than. So the thing is you read your ingredients. And it's so funny because I've just been in Europe. And, and I'm, you know, they always have it in about 10 languages in Europe. And I went to every chocolate place looking for a chocolate without soy less than. Oh, my God, really? Didn't find it. Didn't, really? Did not find. You know, I've noticed um, Lint, though, has started to create one without soy lecithin, than, oh. which has blown me away. Yeah. Is that one of their really dark ones? Uh, yeah, or? one of their dark ones. Yeah. Um, I noticed it doesn't have soy lecithin in it, in it. So they're actually getting that people are demanding purity. Yeah. They don't want any of this stuff added anymore. They yeah. want purity. But the way I see it is that a lot of these chocolates are really expensive. And what I, what I wanted to do is that I wanted to, uh, to ask a really good chocolatier to make chocolate for me, we package it under changing habits and then, you know, send it out. But it became outrageously expensive. You know, for six little pieces of chocolate, you're paying $8. I know. that's And, mm. and that's the curious part because each time I've gone to the organic food store and I've thought, well, I'll just buy a little bit of organic dark chocolate that I can just keep in the cupboard that I can yeah. grab whenever I feel like it. 
It's like, it is. It's, it's $8 for something that's the size of the palm of my yeah. hand, but not even that thick. Exactly. And I think, oh gosh, like, really? Yeah, but if I'm in a rush, and that's all I've done, and I haven't made any chocolate, and I just want some, those eight squares, for me personally, actually last quite some, because I don't eat a lot mm. of it. So I don't look at it that way. If, if that was my only choice... Mm. Yeah, that's I, true. If I it's I your only choice... Yeah, I yep. wouldn't be too bothered about that. Um, yeah, okay, the price doesn't suit. But when I look at how much energy and love goes into mm. making our own chocolate... I kind of want to respect the people that have gone to that much trouble yes. to actually create that. Yes. So I don't look at it as a negative. I Because I, you can buy two king-size bars of chocolate in Big W or something for for dollars. four bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I look at that, it's mass-produced. Mm. There's no love and attention yeah, gone true. into that. You're I right. guess that's the comparison, isn't mm. it? You've hit the nail on the head. It's mm. because our conditioning is around... It's two dollars fifty for a Mars bar, or it's two dollars fifty for a Snickers, or it's you know five dollars for a family block, and then we go and get these tiny little palm-sized little number from the organic food store, and all of a sudden that's eight dollars. If we didn't actually have that mass-produced two dollar fifty block, that eight dollars would be just like, oh my god, it's a luxury. Let's just get Absolutely. that. Absolutely, that's very beautiful. Yeah, Thank you for reframing mm. that. And you're right. You know, like if I'm travelling, I will always look for these two chocolates. Same. I'll always look for them and I'll always... And I know where to find them. They're usually in the health food section. Can we mention the, them or not? Yeah, no, Loving Earth and Panna Chocolate. They're the two chocolates in Australia that I... And look, there are others. Was, um, was, but sorry, was Panna used to be used consciously okay. chocolate. Yeah. Oh, and I met Panna. Yeah. I met Panna because I really wanted to work with him. Um, but I just felt for my... You know, for what I I do is that I try to teach people how to make things. Absolutely. Yeah. So it You're was the one ingredient. Girl. I'm the one ingredient girl, mm. where I give you the one ingredient and then you can make it. So to make chocolate, you just need your cacao wafer, your sugar, or your sweetener of some sort, whatever sweetener you decide you want to use. I use not a chemical sugar. one. No, not a chemical it's one or an artificial one or anything like that. Um, so, so just maybe just clarify, what do you mean? Because to me, I'm going rapidura sugar. What other sugars are there are you talking about? Well, Stevia. well, just at the moment, we're experimenting on making a date sugar right, and then yeah. making the chocolate with it. Oh. Yeah. So that will mean that our chocolate recipe will make it to 69 shades of chocolate, yeah. by the way, time we finish this. Um, but oh. it, it's a date. We're trying to make a date sugar. So it's easy to make this date sugar, um, and it's a liquid. Um, Karen's been experimenting with it. Like, like everybody on my team is always experimenting. So Karen's been experimenting with this, which is why says, they're always doing the HCG. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. No. I, made a, I made a date paste. Yes, yes, yes that's what it is. Oh, so fabulous. Yeah, so we're, we're thinking about adding that to the chocolate, but we haven't tried it yet. Oh. We did the liquidy one, so now we're going to try the paste. You did. You did, did it with the paste. I added the paste to my wafers. Yeah. Um, what did it taste like? Oh my goodness! I'm telling you, it's it's extreme. I mean, t- oh, you know, I mean, no. I'm finding even just the wafers extreme. So anything I add to it just adds extra luxury and experience for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I put the date paste in with maca powder because I love my maca powder. Yeah. It gives it like a vanilla nut mm. flavour and makes it more like a milk chocolate. Mm. So um, yeah, so I've put the maca powder in the date paste and the cacao wafers, um, coconut oil. A little bit of salt, yeah, and then the salt, yeah. um, I'll throw in goji berries or, mm, or dried blueberries to give it. Or would you do like oh, a coconut? Or you any can probably do you anything. Well, you can, yeah, you can yeah. really you can put anything. I mean, yeah. my base for me is the date paste, the cacao wafers, and the maca powder, mm. and the coconut oil. That's my base, and then anything over and above that, like nuts or coconut or um, oils, anything like that, is just my. Flavoring. My, my question is maca. Like I find maca well, has a really, for my, my my taste, I don't really like it. Mm. But how much maca are you putting in there to give it that vanilla-y taste? Tons. Oh, my God. Yeah, whatever I put in, in terms of the chocolate, I equal that in the maca. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'm be- going to give it a go. Because the chocolate would change the taste of it, wouldn't it? Oh, it does, dramatically. Yeah, I love, yeah it does I dramatically. love maca in Ooh. your chocolate. See, for me, I mean, obviously my body needs the maca, but I only have to smell it and it's and, and, and I'm drawn maca to it. Maca is an aphrodisiac, just saying. No wonder. Stop mm-hmm. it, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a hormone. Mm-hmm. Hormone. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. makes. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I just nearly say that? Mm-hmm. A hormone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Considering she's had three hours sleep this today, I think she's I doing am. really well. I'm trying. Yes, <laughs> I think that's why I'm just coming. She's on a. She's on a hormone high. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
goodness. All right, let's get back to chocolate. Yeah. I, I like your yeah. recipe. I really mm. do. Like, mm. we're just experimenting. And, and actually, that will definitely Go bring it into the updated yeah. edition. edition. I think it's already in there. Oh. It is, actually. Yeah, right. it's already in there. You guys, sorry, you guys, it's in there. Put it in there, there you go. But yeah. I think, you know, I've just got back from the Middle East, and dates are very oh, big yes. in the Middle East. And in fact, every time we walked into a hotel, you were presented with this coffee, which yes. didn't taste like a coffee. It, looked, it, it was like beautiful. Coffee, but it's, this, it's almost like a tea coffee. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. I, I had it in Abu fresh, fresh, big, beautiful dates. dates. Oh. And <laughs> and oh. now, just while you're talking about that, so you're talking about the date paste. I want to ask you. I've started making my own vanilla bean. Um, vanilla essence yes and um that's a flavor i've started putting into my own chocolate because i quite like that vanilla oh, yeah. taste mm. i think so. it's the vodka that you probably like better <laughs> <laughs> well i just thought we could quickly tell them how to make vanilla um, essence. essence yeah look it's it's so easy do you, you yeah what alcohol are you using vodka you use vodka so you use any white like a gin a vodka a white spirit and a pure spirit as pure as, pure as you can get if you can get organic go for that so if you're doing 500 ml um, of alcohol, you put in six vanilla beans, organic vanilla beans. And you just, all you do is make sure you split them, throw them in the bottle and screw the lid on and let it sit for three months. Why three months? Because mine already tastes good and it's only been a month. Well, it, that's just what I was heard was three Not months. Not that I've been tasting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually sitting here looking yeah. at you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I bought my vanilla that I had made around to you to make all That's that right. chocolate, that had only been about six to eight weeks. Mm. So it hadn't made the three-month mark, and it was still okay. Mm. But the good thing about it is it keeps brewing. With the vanilla pods in it, it just keeps brewing. Well, and it I'm keeps decided, bringing out the intensity of well, the vanilla. Well, I've decided now that I've got that one going. You keep that adding. I started. No, I've started another oh. one. So that by the time I've finished this bottle of vanilla essence, because I idea. use vanilla essence in a lot of the kids' cooking. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, you, you know, when I'm baking for them and things. So yeah. to have my own is just beautiful. But to watch it change colour. No. This is, I think, the beauty of what we talk about in these podcasts is actually oh. the beauty of getting back to those rituals of doing it for yourself and feeling like even growing your own herbs. When I go and pick them, the other day I was feeling so well and girlfriend Stacy turned up and she bought me three lettuces out of her garden and some hand-picked basil out of mm. her garden and I just kind of go that is such a nice mm. treat I love making people beetroot chutney and giving them a jar as a thank you or things like that I think making your own chocolate and taking that to a dessert you know if that's your role I think that's such a beautiful particularly if you've put it into moulds and I love your quick method when we've made it and we just chuck it into a big yeah. container and then when it's gone cold you actually just crack off the bits and that's oh. quite a neat little ritual yeah. in itself yeah, yeah, so I think, I think what we've done here with the whole chocolate thing is brought back that traditional rituals of, um, of what we're actually trying to do um, so just quickly, there was another thing we talked about in the book, the Oryx score. Do you just want to explain a little bit about that around what mm. the cacao... Well, an Oryx score is how much antioxidant activity is in the food. You know, I, I, I struggle a little bit with it, even though we've written it in the book. Does that mean that everybody, every person actually uh, can use those antioxidants it, it, you know, I always question that. But this is a, a score that they've figured out, um, and it's the antioxidant activity of a food. So the first one that we've got on our list in our book is cinnamon. So if you have cinnamon chocolate, you're really doing well. I made one. <laughs> Did you? It is so divine. Oh, that would be And I put grated cinnamon and grated orange rind. In. <gasps> no. Stop no. it. And a drop or two of our orange oil tastes sensation. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Okay, so what do you do? You put oh, cinnamon. Cinnamon and grated half an orange because that's all I just wanted. Because yeah, yeah. I quite just like the little bits. speckles. Like yeah. bits so not the, not, not, the, not the zest of it. Just yeah, yeah. The, the, the zest. grated the zest. You grated the zest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then two, and drops, two drops of the orange oil. And it was good? Oh, uh, well, there's none shut, left to share. <laughs> shut the front door. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So the Oryx score is the antioxidant activity, and we all need antioxidants because that's, you know, the body needs a lot of things um, as far as nutrition goes. But antioxidants are one thing that stop the oxidation process, which is our ageing process. So dark chocolate comes in at number two, then there's sage, uh, blueberries, plums, prunes, raisins, and so on. So just think about this. So you make your dark chocolate, 
And then you add all these beautiful things to it, mm. you know. And like what we do is we add your beautiful oils. Mm. I'd love to know if there's an RX score for your oils. Well, if we've talked about the vibrational energy. I'm, I'd, I'd love to find that out too. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's something I can research for one of yeah. our talks. Um, the other thing that we know, pure, good, high-quality chocolate. So, for instance, if, if someone's not interested in doing this, then do you still go back to, but they still want to eat a bit of chocolate, do you, and they can't get organic, is it still okay to look for something like... Years ago, I was taught a good quality chocolate is 70% cocoa solids. Yeah. Do you still look for that, or have we now gone beyond that? I think we've gone beyond mm. that because, yeah. like, 80% just means it's 80% milk, uh, uh, cacao solids, like, it's actually the cacao, but it may have a little bit of lecithin in there. They often do. Yeah. And the, and the rest is sugar, 20% sugar. So you can make your own 80%, 70%, 60%, depending on how you like it. Like, you get, like, Karen just takes the cacao wafers, and I find myself doing it too. You just take the cacao wafers and you eat them. That's 100%. Yeah. And 100%. the fact that we are known to be, you know, lacking in magnesium, apparently those cacao wafers are one of the best ways. If you took two cacao wafers a day, yeah. just because of our standard Australian diet, we are lacking in magnesium. They reckon two of those a day is enough because the body metabolises mm. magnesium in a food form much better than a tablet form. So oh, I think um, that's, wow. that's become... So that's why we now make... You've heard of us talk about There's my excuse to have it for breakfast, morning and lunch. <laughs> we said two. <laughs> we said two a day. But that's oh, why I want to a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have too much cacao? All right. Now, I think that, 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 yeah, that, I think that this is really important that people understand that, you know, cacao is like coffee. Uh, even though it doesn't have as much caffeine as coffee, it does have a stimulant in it. And they stimulate the nervous system and it stimulates your all your systems. So I had this girlfriend ring me and she goes, my heart just keeps beating. I don't know what's wrong. I just keep beating. And I said, well, what are you eating? She says, lots of chocolate. Yeah, well, that was that's what it came down to. And I went, you can't do that. You cannot eat that much chocolate and not be affected by it. It's like drinking 12 cups of coffee the way she was eating her chocolate. She would have it at breakfast, lunch, dinner, morning tea, afternoon tea before she went to bed. Yeah, look, look, Karen's cringing. She does it too. I but, do. But maybe, I do it because mm, I crave it. And maybe some people's bodies, as we all know, can adapt tolerate. and can tolerate things yeah. better. I also know people with food sensitivities often find things like alcohol, grains, chocolate. Get their heart beating. Get their heart beat mm, and, and they feel yeah. a bit sick. I know myself, I cannot eat a lot of chocolate. But, and particularly the, the better and more pure I go the more I find I need less and less, which is perfect for me who likes to cra satisfy her sweet craving but also doesn't feel sick afterwards for having something. Yeah. And if I mix a nut with it, now what I did have over in Dubai <laughs> was a date with an almond in the middle dipped in chocolate. <gasps> oh, really? Shut up. <laughs> there was my carb, protein oh, and fat all in God. one. Because I get dates... And I put, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. And see, I don't even tell you girls this because I think you're going to give me a hard time. But I get, I get, I get the dates and I cut them in half and I take the little pip out. But then I get my um, almond butter that I, sometimes I make my almond butter yes. in my juicer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if I don't do that, I've just bought normal but almond butter. And I melt a cacao wafer because it, you know, and I mean, I really just want to say to everybody, you know what? Forget going out and trying to find another kind of chocolate because Absolutely. you're in a hurry. Honestly. It takes three seconds to melt a cacao wafer. I mean, hold the damn thing in your hand if you must, because your body weight will, your body heat will melt it, and then you can lick your hand. But or smear it on your partner, and there's your body paint. Just saying, if you're into that. Dirty. See now, two dollars. Crap. But see now, we're really starting to become time consuming with it. Let's go for easy. So, but I get my, um, I get my. I melt my cacao wafer. I just pop it on a... I, I, honestly, I pop it on a little bit of boiling water. I've got these gorgeous little tiny little metal bowls and I put two or three wafers in it and I pour boiling water into a little ramekin and mm -hmm. I put the little metal bowl on top of the ramekin and I let the cacao wafer sit in there for a couple of seconds and the thing melts. Honestly, it's done within, it's done within it two seconds and then I throw a lump of my almond butter into that and then I scoop that into my date. <laughs> See? That's my dessert. That's oh, my dessert. What and it's the and oh, how many treats. And I'm working up a sweat over it. <laughs> I tell you, it is what a treat. It, it is. It's spectacular. And mm. it literally, after dinner, slice up a date, 
throw, I'm boiling the kettle anyway because chances are I'm having a herbal tea after dinner. I've boiled the kettle, I've poured like a half a cup into my little ramekin, I've put my little steel bowl on the, over the top of it, three wafers or two wafers and then a dollop of my um, cashew nut butter or almond Yum. butter. And it's, you are really becoming um, Cindy, a, foodie. I tell you, a foodie, you are. I, I, and you know what, I think of you all <laughs> the time. <laughs> I do. I think of you all the time. And I only had this conversation last night in the car with a group of people because we went, I went to a conference last night and we had to leave early. We had to leave at 2 o'clock in order to be there at 6. So I arrive with my chia seeds soaked in coconut cream. Mm. I have a Yum. purple carrot, an orange carrot and a yellow carrot. Oh, they got yellow. Oh, my God, the yellow carrots are mm. amazing. Um, and I have my, my water. I have my cacao wafers. Um... And a dip? You always have a dip. I didn't actually have a dip because I just didn't feel mm. like it because I've been eating a lot of beautiful, rich, nutty type mm. foods lately. So I just felt like something very raw and real. And these other guys are pulling over and they're getting coffees and they're getting wraps and they're getting rolls. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, so not me. Mm. Uh, dehydrated Rats. mango, dehydrated apple and dehydrated cherries that I picked up. And that was me for dinner. And so she never dinner. takes a briefcase anymore. She only takes an esky. And do you know, as it's I true. pack it, mm-hmm. as I pack it, I think of you and I always think how lucky I am. Yeah. I do. I have to be really honest. I always think how lucky I am that I, I know this is going to sound very dramatic, but I feel like I've been saved from myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is true. When yeah. we, when you find this feeling and oh, you have God. been such a beacon of light for us all. Oh. And you really and, and the research and the amount of stuff you do in order to support people like us, mere mortals who don't have the time to research or even understand it, but to have someone like you that we can trust, that we know when you've created your salt, we know when you do your sugar, we know whatever product you bring out. And this is not about us trying to, you know, sell changing habits. Honestly, I'd scream from the rooftop for you, Cindy, for what you do for us and what you've created in our lifestyle. Do you know, it's thanks to you that my children, I was sitting over in Dubai and I just started watching a video called Food Incorporated, I think it's called. A food Inc. Food Inc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And I started watching that. Now, my kids, I always say to them, do you want to watch this movie? And they go, no, 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 thanks. Like food, like, you know, boring. But they were listening to me. The next minute, within 10 minutes, I had both of them by my side. Oh. Now, the big thing that came up in that is about what we do with corn, and then it brought up all about the oh, animals, animals, and, and it's just hideous. Now, the kids were horrified. But what they also couldn't get over, and this is where I think why we love this pure chocolate, is that corn, which is so easily mass-produced, is created into so many hundreds of products. Oh, yeah. So what the kids couldn't believe is that like, you get corn in a battery and you can get corn in your apple juice in the form of high fructose corn syrup. So then this is what happened. So here I you know, and we're going to do a session on how to change your children's thinking. But we're at the supermarket when we get home and I said to Taylor, do you want that apple juice that you guys normally get to put in your lunch juice? And she goes, no, mum, it's got high fructose corn syrup in it. I ain't going there. Mm, so we aren't allowed to have it in the house. So you can say this as often as you like. So the same thing with chocolate. You know, you can teach your kids all of this, but until, you know, how do we, how do we support people around us to enjoy it the way you've educated us? Karen and I have been so blown away by the things we learn from you that, so how do we take that into the next level would be a fantastic And to our children. To our children. You know, I I think if we teach our children this, then they'll teach their children and, and, you know, the ball will keep rolling. And that's that's what I think is really important is that um, people realise that, you know, we all love doing what we, we do and we're all there to help. But we have to teach our children. The, the people that are listening to this podcast, it's about teaching your children. Um, and one of the things that someone said to me recently is that they were listening to an audio of me in the car and the kids are so, Cindy said, Cindy said this, Cindy said that, Cindy said that. We have to listen to Cindy again. But she, that's how she does it. Is she puts me on in the car when mm. she's driving to and fro and she says, we're going to listen to Chapter 5 of Changing Habits. Isn't you know? that strange? Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. Do you know what I think for me, and I, and I don't know how helpful this is, but for me, prior to being so engaged with you, eating was just something else that I had to do in the day mm. that my body made me do. So, you, you know, I couldn't avoid eating. I had to do it. So I did it on the run. I did it on the fly. I did it because it was a necessity mm. and it was another chore or it was just another thing that took up my attention. And I always had this um, this saying, and I and I never really realised that 
I was, I, 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 it applied to food. But if you don't pay attention, you will pay with pain. Mm-hmm. And I never paid attention. I mean, I always paid attention to food because it always upset my stomach. It, I or paid from attention. Or a weight issue. Your voice talked about. Oh, weight. I've mm. always been a fat kid. I've always been somebody who was fat and fluffy and round. <laughs> and so I paid attention to the. I paid attention to the end result. And I tried to pay attention to the the initiated, which is when I put it into my mouth. But I think the beautiful thing, Cindy, that you've done is you've created food as an experience in life that is to be savoured, mm-hmm. that is to be enjoyed. And when you do eat whole foods, you only need a quarter of what you used to eat because it's nutritionally dense. Mm-hmm. So what used to take me two hours to prepare in a dinner or 20 minutes to prepare in a dinner now takes me two minutes. And I'm getting so much more nutrient, so much more of a nutrient experience that it now makes dipping my almond butter in my cacao, it (laughs) makes it a most extraordinary experience. And I think it's creating, you know, in terms of creating a ripple effect, it's putting our passion back into our food. Mm. It's about becoming passionate about the fuel that breathes us and beats us, becoming passionate about the fuel that actually has us exist. And if we don't pay attention to it, we will pay with pain. Mm. And I think as humans, we will do whatever we can to avoid pain, whatever we can. And this is a real opportunity for us to... Chocolate is a real treat. Chocolate's something that we think is a gift and it's a real, you know, it's something we do to reward ourselves or we eat to reward ourselves. Now we really are having the opportunity to reward ourselves, not only in the experience of eating it, but in the experience of creating it and knowing what's actually in it. But it's not going to take you an hour, it's going to take you two minutes. Mm. And I think that's really the thing that the gift that you continue to give is that you, you bring back the simplicity you really do. You bring back the simplicity, not the complexity. Mm-hmm. You bring back the simplicity of, of, of nutrition in a way that allows us to get passionate again about our food so we can pay attention so we don't pay with pain. I, I, it's so true. And I think yeah, that the, exactly. and I, the other thing that I've really learned with Cindy... I love you. I know. I love you. <laughs> the other thing I think is, is just the way you've even described that, darling, yeah. about what you do, it's, it's like bringing back traditions and mm. rituals back into what we do with eating. And that's really why this chocolate book was created, to, to turn chocolate back into a, a beautiful indulgence, not some slap hazard um, sweet treat fix that's going to make you give a bit of energy or something or has some kind of flavorings and all those sorts of things. This is actually the pure, real chocolate, which resonates with the pure, real you, that when you eat it, you feel fantastic. Mm. And, and then go a step further, you've made it yourself. There's just something about that that honouring of ourselves and our lives. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly and, and I think we can on a, on a chocolate podcast honour you and salute you mm-hmm. for Absolutely. what you've given us. And all of our recipes because mm-hmm. they are. They're, they're the three of us combined really. Mm-hmm. So how do we get our hands on it? Let's tell our listeners how they can get a copy of the book. So we now have a new Facebook page. So you can go to um, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and we will put the link on there to get this book. Or you can go to changinghabits.com.au or 28.com.com. So either one of those, you'll get the book. We don't mind where you get it, so long as you get your hands on it. It's a downloadable, instant ebook. Oh, fantastic. And how much is it? Fourteen ninety seven. Oh, wow. Um, and then there's links all throughout that with links to how to get the cacao wafers, the peppermint, orange, lime oil, all of those sorts of things. It's, we've made it really easy. But we've also given you 53 recipes. Um, Which could turn to 69, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you, Karen, because mm. you've been such a great, um, I guess, guinea pig in a way. <laughs> Yes, I do see myself yes. that way. Yes, I do. Can I write the foreword? Yes. yes. Actually, that's a point. We need the foreword in there. You're right. We'll upgrade it. But you are. You Again. have been. You have been an extraordinary... For how we've both seen you evolve. Yeah, is, that's oh what gosh, I love. Is that the ripple effect that's occurring yeah. maybe with people listening to us? So mm. the feedback we can... Please go to Facebook and our Up for a Chat page and give us your feedback. Tell us what you think about each session. What topics do you want us to talk about? Because we've got a million topics we could talk about, but let's make it focused. Mm. Um, And you know what? Even though Easter is going to be every week from now on, happy Easter. Yeah, (laughs) agreed. (laughs) 
So hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. We've certainly enjoyed bringing it to you. I know I certainly have. It's I've been made quite some cadac. <laughs> oh, so we've, we've got chocolate we've coming up. We've got chocolate up. brekkie. Everybody, I don't know what you're about to do, but I'm about to go to a very sensual place. <laughs> it even has coconuts. Stop it. So if you want to post any comments or tell us about what you think about this particular podcast or questions, of course, go to the Facebook page. That's up and running now. That's there for you. And that's your interactive way where you get to hang out with us because we're all on that Facebook page regularly. So come and play. Come and hang out with us. We'd love to chill out with you and just get up for a chat with you. Also, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and post your comments on that page about our podcasts. So join us here as your professional reminders on Up For A Chat next week and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, this is Dr. Lawrence here, co-founder and co-host of The Wellness Guy Show. Have you seen some of the feedback on Facebook from the Wellness Summit that we just did in the Go Coast? Well, Ada from Sydney said, I have not just a spring in my step, but an urge to sprint out of bed. If the Wellness Summit comes in your hometown where you can make it, you got to do it. And there's Sandy and Alan says, this is a seminar worth every dollar. Thanks so much for your huge effort to bring your work to the world. Well, guess what? The Wellness Summit is coming to Melbourne on August 17th and we'll love for you to be there. If you want to register for tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. I hope to see you there.